and welcome back to episode 59 of Untucked Shorts. I'm your host, Felix Vogel, and this is my podcastee, a.k.a. my dad, Mark Vogel. Hey, Felix. Hey, everybody. First podcast of the new year, and what a year it's going to be for the Warriors. We have no idea where things are going. Yeah, it has been a... Wow. It's just... The Warriors have never been more complicated which means that there's never been a juicier discussion for the pod. So many things that we'll get to in this podcast. Right now, the Warriors are 17 and 18, one game below 500. We went placed in the West, and we should recap the game since we last uh, potted in uh, 2023. Yeah, we went four and three over the past seven games. Now, the first one, I mean, I'm just so excited to talk about it. We beat Washington, everybody, and I know this pod was recorded after, but or <laughs> we beat we. Beat Washington. Um, okay, that's not the biggest victory in this last seven-game stretch, but yes, indeed, uh, Wizards came to town. Jordan Poole returned. It was a positive, uh, insane response. upset. No, just kidding. We knew we were going to stop, but we handled our business. Indeed. Yep, but that's not one of the bigger wins. The bigger win would be Boston. That's right. I owe you. Well, I don't know if I owe you an apology. I just have to come clean. I was wrong. You were right in our predictions. You said we could win it. We would win it. I said no way. You were right. I was wrong. That was a maybe our best win of the season. That was an overtime game. Um, very exciting. Curry hit a moon rocket three pointer. He was really just popping off in the I, past I minutes. But forgot that, and that's right. So many highlights there. Kaminga playing defense on Jason Tatum in the last few seconds of regulation when he had the ball and a chance to win. Lots of highlights. Also in the seven-game stretch that we just recapped, we played against Denver on Christmas Day, and that was frustrating. We, we took the L for that one, and um, I'm not going to blame the rest for this, but Jokic got to the line 18 Times and then Curry got to the line like six times. Yeah. So then we lost like to Miami. And um, can I just without Jimmy Butler, we lost to Miami. But um, Jaime Hawkes or Jaime Jaquez, as some the, people like the to world say, who wants to those, call it, who are wrong, are. including you, Dad. Wow. But on, on on our own podcast, his ball handling was through the roof for a big six foot ten dude. I think he had a career high, right? Yeah, he was playing. No. That he had a career high against um, like the night before the Bucks the night before. Okay, like, so he's been going. playing great. They came to town, they beat us, mm-hmm. and that is one that um, was going to be tough, but but would have been nice to have. Then we watched that next game against the Magic, and uh, it was wire to wire. It was close the yeah. whole way through, back we, and forth. And we athletic always, young team. We always had the lead, but it was just scary looking at the Magic having. Four of their five starters above six foot ten inches. Yeah, they, um, they, that's some big timber there. Yeah, um, and beating them, not melting down in the fourth quarter in the second half, uh, was one own. of our better wins of the season, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and something worth mentioning is that Jonathan Kaminga has started in all seven of the games that we've recapped, so he's sort of found a consistent role in the team now. We'll get to any controversy you may have heard about later. But then, after Orlando's satisfactory win, we went back to Denver. We had the last possession. We were looking. It was going to be an overtime if we just missed our shot. Right. But Stephen Curry, our veteran... Trapped on the sideline. Three and a half seconds to go. Through a throw-in turnover. A, very a classic Stephen Curry move. cross-court pass. Picked it off. Jamal Murray called timeout. Jokic, isolation on Kevon Looney, 39 feet out. That's Stephen Curry range, 39 feet out. Time expiring. He threw his little funny 7-foot Serbian jump shot, which is more broken than anybody on my basketball team. And yet, he found that the bank was open, 
from 39 feet fade away. Game winner at the buzzer. Nuggets win 131-27. And that, in a season in which we've had so many close games, I think was that's another our, gut. That's our season... That's like the perfect recap of our season. Even more perfect than blowing those other leads because we were beating a great team and then we blew it and we got our heart ripped out. And yeah. an interesting statistic I saw yesterday, we are 13-13 and 13 in clutch games. Clutch games are when it's two points with two minutes left. And then last night against the lowest of the low, the Detroit Pistons. And when we're talking down. lowest of the low, for those who are not intently following the NBA, Detroit almost, they were two games away from breaking the record for most games consecutively lost since what two thousand the beginning of time or the beginning like of that. time yeah I mean they are three and thirty these mm-hmm. guys and yet last night we were at the game it mm-hmm. was so much closer than we we looked at each other like fifteen times in the game like why is this game close what is going on how are these guys hanging around yeah and I think if and James Wiseman also returned to town That's right. worth mentioning James Wiseman got some good minutes there had some Nice Fans dunks, were into good him. blocks. Good to see I him. I mean, we greeted him warmly. But, Dad, I think it's both in our heads. If we could recap that game in one word, what would it be? Ready? Three, two, one. Moody! There was a guy in the, what? Like, like ten rows back behind us. Ten rows back, just screaming. He was like a baby who wouldn't go to bed until he got his little moody Moses Moody pacifier. It's just like <laughs> and, the reason, moody. and the reason is because Kerr has had Moses Moody glued to the bench for the last three games and it's confounding and that chant and I have no idea in the why. second half. Yep. The whole section got into it and then lo and behold, Moody did get into the game and I think that was the, the biggest cheer of the of the night. Was when Moses got off, uh, <laughs> yeah. off the bench and into the game. Two injuries. GP2 went out again soon after turning from his calf tear. But then the worst one, Dad, last night against the Detroit Pistons, Chris Paul went out of the game, fractured hands, undergo surgery. He gets tied up with uh, Piston running back on defense. Some You could see him grab his hand. He just stopped playing. At the first opportunity, he subbed out and walked straight to the locker room right where we were sitting. We learn later that he's going to be gone. I don't know how long does hand surgery take. I mean, weeks, months, months. That's we it. May, there's a chance we may not see him to the playoffs, but also we were such. It, it's a chance I that hate, we may trade him. At the I hate to say this line. word, that but we were. I hate to say this word, but we were such Debbie Downers <laughs> about uh, Gary Payton's injury. Yeah. You know the calf, but he's back soon. So that's true. Maybe, but I'm not sure. So those are our injuries. So it doesn't help. On top of Draymond's continued absence from the team dealing with his own mental health issues, and now Gary Payton is out for at least a couple of weeks, CP is gone. I mean, um, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk a little more in this episode about whether all these injuries make Coach Kerr's rotation decisions easier or harder. I guess fewer people makes it easier, but you've got to find people to handle the responsibilities of... But there's a lot to talk about, a lot of confusing stuff. We're going to cover that right after the break. Okay. Who are our sponsors, Dad? Sweet. Any... P- 2024 any, are new sponsors. I think any hip-hop bands that really wanted to squeeze themselves in there at the 1030 mark of our uh, Antic Shorts. I'm not sure. We'll see you guys after the break. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to episode 59 of Untucked Shorts. We are at 
not quite the midway point of the season, but it is the beginning of the new year. There has been a major topic of discussion here amongst the Warrior faithful, and that is the rotation. What is Kerr doing? There are players who want more time, who deserve more time. There are players who are looking a little, as we've said on this podcast before, rickety. So for the next few minutes, Felix, I'm going to name a player, and I'm going to ask you whether if you were Coach Kerr, you would give them more playing time, fewer minutes, or keep them at about the same amount of minutes they've been getting over the last stretch of the season. And the goal here is to find the combinations that work and to get us out of this win two games, lose two games, go on a little winning streak, go on a losing streak, and try and turn it around. Everything in Warrior Land starts with number 30, Mr. Stephen Curry. More or less stay the same. I mean, it's annoying as a Warriors fan to watch him have to bail us out night after night. And this man... we should not give him more minutes because it's just too much for him. And I'd like to be in a position where I can say we can give him less, but we need to keep his minutes the same. And something I'd like to mention that we didn't get to in the last part was talking about Draymond Green. Okay. All right? He's the first top name up there. So Draymond Green, uh, it's kind of thought amongst NBA, the NBA to for Draymond Green to kind of be missing 13 games due to this suspension. It could be longer, but the general consensus is that he'll be out 13 games, and he's already been out 11. So hypothetically, Draymond would return within our next two games, and he hasn't been practicing with the team. Um, You know, he could be practicing with the team, but he's chosen not to, and people are okay with that. They're giving him his space, but he'll be coming, and I'd like to shoot this at you, Dad. When Draymond Green does return to the Warriors if he returns in the next five, should we be giving him more or less minutes? I think it's going to be tough to work him back into the rotation. Um, both things are true. I think we have seen some good chemistry. We have seen some other players who I know will get to step up in Draymond's absence on both ends of the floor. So yeah. I think there's an argument to be made for limiting Draymond's minutes, especially if he's a little rusty. I mean, the on the other thing- hand, Felix, last night, the game against Denver, we are missing Draymond's defense. It's just so clear to me that we need him back. So I'm going to say let's bring him back maybe closer to 20 minutes than 30, mm-hmm. which he's normally getting. All right. But that's my take. How about you? Yeah, I agree with less minutes. I mean, the scary thing to me is we, ch- you know, in pool and against Dre, we chose Draymond Green. We chose to keep Draymond, but we're playing better without him. We were, except I think um, a few of the losses in the last stretch have shown me how, how vital he I mean, is. Detroit, I don't, I think Detroit's game, we were talking about how Curry just... He, he had 12 points going into the fourth quarter, and he wasn't doing what he, was, what he usually does without Jamon, so... Okay, moving on. Lots of divided opinion about Brandon Pajemski. Clearly, Steve Kerr likes him. He's been playing him a lot of minutes. Too much? Too many minutes? What do you think? I mean... I can't disagree with Steve Kerr enough this season. I know. I'm fed up with Steve Kerr. I'm going to say it. I mean, I'll get more into that. I'll let you get into that a little bit in a second. But I say Pajemski gets much less minutes. His isolation, like, I I don't trust him isolation, ISO. I think he can't get a bucket on his own. Uh, He's a good hustle player. But, like, if if you look at his stat sheet... He's really not performing the way other people are performing and the way we need other people to perform. I do not understand why he's starting. I certainly don't think Pajemski needs more minutes. I'm not as harsh on him, but I'm also not like he's the, the second coming of, uh, of the Messiah. I think he's a 15-minute player, and he's getting played 35. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's a polarizing position on Pajemski. Um, it really also depends on how consistent other people are mm-hmm. and who's who's playing well. So I'm going to... Can I skip around a little bit, Felix, and ask sure. you about um, what's going on with our friend uh, Wiggles? What's going on? Last night, three points looked really bad last night. What is going on? I mean, I think there's a point where... Um, Wiggins has been pulled out of the starting lineup. Yeah. And at first it, it really motivated him. It does motivate people to like to get their starting position back, right? When they're like, this is his first time. He obviously was never benched as a number one overall pick in Minnesota. But there's a point, obviously, you get determined, but then there's also a point where it just depresses you that you're not getting minutes. And Steve, this is Steve Kerr's fault again. The fact that he's not being put in the starting lineup is really not motivating him and giving him too much pressure. Like you saw Moses Moody last night. He got in for four minutes. He was so pressured to get a bucket, he got blocked in a lefty hook shot from like 25, like from 15 feet away. I don't think that this is on, um, on Kerr quite as much. Wiggins is paid... Twenty-five million dollars a year. Yep. So he should he should get more minutes than Pajemski. No, he should play better. He <laughs> should play way better. No, and he, I think I, I don't think it's just. I think he was motivated. I think we're trying to figure out how to get him back up to that level. And I think there is something mental going on with him that he has to take responsibility for. And I don't think it's the coach's fault. Like Kaminga deserves more minutes. And if he's going to get more minutes, I think it's going to come at the expense of somebody like Wiggins. I think it's going to come at the. Pajemski's just abs- he's a black hole of minutes. He's absorbing so much other players' potential. Moses Moody should start. I think Pajemski, in- actually, now that I'm really getting into it, Wiggins is a better player when he gets more minutes. It takes him time. He's like Clay Thompson. It takes him time. It takes him shots. Once he gets into a groove, he showed us this season he could really do well against OKC. He had 35. Pajemski's never going to get 35. Pajemski, four minutes. Again, I, I do not want to see pods anymore, and I think Pajems. I think um, I do appreciate his hustle and his charging, but if we get Moody in there more, if we get Wiggins in there more, they'll develop, and they just have such a higher roof for what they can do for this team than Brandon Pajemski. I just don't like anything we're doing at all ever right now, this season. I just am such a downer. I do not like the Warriors and where they're going right now. Wow, With Steve that's Kerr. that's huge. That's that's huge. I'm I'm a glass half full here. You're glass half empty. Um, all right, I'll tell you what I do like about what's going on. Uh-huh. I like that with TJD getting more minutes in the lineup, we are much more competitive in the paint. The points in the paint has gotten a lot better since we started him. Against the Pistons, though, Trace had like six points and four rebounds. No, but I think, but it's not just it's, it's not just it's not just that. Uh, I think it's a youth movement, the two tier thing. When it was working, it's not working consistently, which is frustrating. We have these meltdown leads, which is frustrating. But we are, you know, put it this way. You mentioned that we are 13 and 13 in those yep. five points or less. Yep. I think that shows that we are a really competitive team. We're not getting blown out in our losses. Mm-hmm. We have room for improvement. Sure. Um, I, I'm not so down on it. I think we're closer to being successful than we are closer to being uh, I mean, a, fa- a failure. We're a glass half full podcast in general, but I can't be so opportunistic when we're 17 and 18, millions of dollars over the salary cap. All our previous starters are severely underperforming, and Steve Kerr is out of it. Like, Steve Kerr, 
you know, we were talking about this last night with the whole Kaminga case. For those of you who don't know, Kaminga said after he had 18 points in three quarters and then didn't get any minutes against Denver when he blew that 18-point lead, Kaminga said that he wants, essentially, he's fed up with Steve Kerr and he sort of wants out. So Steve Kerr responded by that, responded to that by being empathetic and then playing him 38 minutes to, uh, against the Pistons, and I don't like Kaminga playing 38 minutes. I thought I did, but I don't. I'm realizing that we just don't have a clear, pla- clear path for our future and that what we're trying to do with Stephen Curry, we're not surrounding him correctly. Draymond is really detrimental being injured. And, you well, know, Steve okay, Kerr, so said, let me Steve Kerr you, says since, these things, though. Like, so, so since you're bringing it up this way, I don't think this is just a Steve Kerr conversation. I don't think I think it's a Mike Dunleavy conversation. If you don't think we have the right people around Steph Curry to maximize what's left of his career... All right, trade deadline's coming up in just about a month. Um, who do you think are our most tradable? Before we get to who we want, because there's a whole league, just if you're Mike Dunleavy, which are the guys on our team that you are shopping because you think they have value to other people? We could get somebody good or their contract is something others would want, but they also are not helping our cause. I, I just think the problem is what, what daunts me is that I just... I don't think we can get any better than this. I don't think we can get any better than a barely over 500. Because, you know, I've been thinking about this. If we get rid of Clay, we don't know what's that, what that is going to do to Curry. It, Wiggins is performing at an all-time low, so we can't get anybody good for him. Pajemski, we have him on $20 an hour, so we wouldn't want to get, get rid of him right now. Also, his trade value wouldn't be necessarily high. It's like, not only am I pessimistic, I'm, I just don't see... There's not like a clear thing I could say that we need to do to get better besides get rid of Steve Kerr, actually, after the season. Because, hmm. like, I'm just looking at all these names on the roster, and if you take out our good players, I don't... Curry may, Curry may not react. Kerr responded to a coaching error against Denver in taking Kaminga out. Mm-hmm. He was wrong. Uh, by playing Kaminga a lot. Last night, maybe too much, maybe too much, and it was just to kind of like calm things down. But they got the win. They got the win. I think the reason why consistently Kaminga has had a hard time getting finding more minutes mm-hmm. is because of turnovers and his propensity to make stupid fouls. Yep. that has gotten a lot better this season. His yep. first two years, that was really what kept him on. He's the bench. making great passes now. So he's he's High leveling. IQ he's offensive. leveling up. So I think let me let me uh, put it to you differently. Let's say. Kaminga plays well. Curry continues to play well. Clay is more consistent. All right. And some combination of Moody contributing a little more, mm-hmm. Wiggins getting back, maybe not to like 23, 24 points a night, but to like 15, 16, 17, 18 points a night. Mm-hmm. That that core of scoring, throw in, I don't know, 10, 12 points from Dario. That that is a good core that wins us the I mean, majority of I'd the love, remaining games. I'd love to have that happen, but I don't think you named four wings slash forwards, and I just don't think Steve Kerr. I would do it, but I don't think Steve Kerr is going to play. I don't think the minutes are going to be distributed so that Wiggins and Moody and Draymond and Dario are going to get enough minutes to score what you said they're going to score, and then Pajemski's out of the picture. 
Like, Steve Kerr is going to continue to play Pajemski. We're going to see a lot of Corey Joseph now because Chris Paul is out. So, right now, you're right. what you were just saying, essentially, is that our forwards and our wings are getting more minutes. And then I'm not just saying he's going to give all these missed guards. He's going to give all these missed guards. I'm not just saying that they're going to get more minutes. I'm just saying that they're consistent level of play is going to go up a notch. Dario's Clay, not going to get 12 points a game Clay unless has, he gets Clay points. has been inconsistent. Sure. Right? So that's a bummer. Wiggins has been below inconsistent. He's been bad. <laughs> so he needs to, to level up. And I agree with you. The mi- amount of minutes, the, is he in the starting lineup, is he not? That may be... But he not. can't get, what, you said 17, 18? He's not going to be able to do that without getting 25 minutes. He played a lot last night against the worst team in the league. Sure. A team that gave up 156 mm-hmm. points. And he was not finishing at the rim. He made one no three one points. Was, except Trace Jackson Davis, who was catching lobs from Chris Paul. Like, but, that's, it's, but, but, it's not, but it's not just him that game. No, I know. But I'm saying... But that's not the Wiggins who are... I'm saying Wiggins is number one on the trade block for me. Yep. I agree, but we can't... But the problem is... He's playing so poorly that I don't know. I think I think there are other teams out there that will say he's playing poorly now. But if you take the long view, this is a slump. This is a stretch. Whatever. We're here in I don't know, like what's like Atlanta or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we we can or I mean, San Antonio or take San Antonio De, I'd take or something. Dejounte like Murray for Andrew or Wilson. San Antonio or something like that. And and um, fine, we'll just you know we'll we'll roll with that. Um, sure. But I do think if this team is going to get above 500 the rest of the way, it's not just going to be because we're benching Pajemski. I think there's more to it than that. I think it is Draymond coming back and Kaminga. I think the balance of TJD and Looney, I think you do need their defense for Looney and offense mm-hmm. for TJD. I think I think there's a good combo, combo we there. We could find a good yin-yang with them. Yeah. That's what's called, right? The yeah. Yin and yang. Yes. Yeah. I think we could find a good... And then you slot, depending on the, how the game's going, you slot Dario in there for some yep. some minutes. And but that's your, that's we were talking last play. night, Dario can't play. Dario needs to be nurtured very, very much. He can't play without Chris Paul, that's, who, well, who's going to be out for what's going to happen, right? And he can't play without another big playing all the defense. But, you know, him. I saw Clay feed Dario a couple times last night in a way that was like, oh, this is what Chris Paul does. He drives Clay's- in there almost like... Like throws it over his shoulder back to Dario. Yeah, you saw that magic, yeah, yeah. that showtime pass. Yeah. yeah. So I think other teammates are kind of like figuring out how to play with this guy 30 games into the season. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, Felix, we um, we we got into it. I think we, we, we got into it. We He's, just need to let our emotions out. And I you think. said it at the beginning of the podcast. This is maybe the most complicated situation we have uh, mm-hmm. seen the Warriors in in a long time. All right. So if you have any solutions, um, and maybe we should do a poll. You know what we've never done? We've never done a poll. Should Kerr stay or go at the end of the season? What do you think? Should we ask our listeners to vote on that? I think I'm probably the only person who thinks he should go. I don't know. You may have convinced some people here. Could I have 15 seconds, please? It's your your podcast. I mean, we're already so far over. That's fine. We needed to do it. All right. Well, Steve Kerr (laughs) is like, he's great for Curry, but I don't see him coaching a winning team in 2026, 2027 with Kaminga at, at the head, right? I, and I think that's our most probable way we could win in the next five years. And I just don't see Steve Kerr playing it like that. Because Steve Kerr already has these early impressions of Steve Kerr. And I, I just don't know how that's going to work out. I feel like we need someone with a clean opinion on our team, a clean slate, who's coming in at a fully new standpoint, seeing what who we, who we have, and playing them appropriately without, like... 
taking into consideration anything of what has happened in the past hmm. three years. And I think that's how we're going to win, if we just wipe our slate clean. And the, the problem is, I'd love to have Kerr as the new guy, but he's the old guy. And he has these opinions formed, which are just going to be hard to crack open. Yeah, that is true. There's something to be said about being attached and set in your ways and a little bit stubborn. So we'll see if Kerr surprises us and can turn over a page mm-hmm. and win Kaminga back. I mean, he's doing much better with turnovers and fouling. He's he's coaching us much better like that. Like against the Orlando matchup, we were immaculate when it comes to not. Yeah. Right? No, some 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 things have definitely improved, but mm-hmm. uh this is maybe I don't know. There's a different kind of challenge when you have to manage, manage the personalities of KD and Draymond and yeah. Steph and Clay at the height of their powers. So that's one coaching challenge. But this is maybe one of the greatest coaching challenges Steph Kerr's had, uh, Steve Kerr's had mm-hmm. uh, in, in his time as a That'd be a very good shooting guard. Steph Kerr. Oh Stephen Curry and Steve Kerr shooting. You, yin and Yang yin combined? And yang, yeah. Except it's all of one. It's which is just catch and shoot three pointers. All right. We'll see you next time on Untucked Shores. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, that's it. We didn't even talk about our trip to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Maybe we'll post some pictures on the website or something. We'll see. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, everybody. Go Warriors. Let's help me figure it out. All right. That's it. We're out.